Welcome to Day Zero Update for June 5th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Logie. And I'm Brandon Perkins. And yeah, we've got a big week this week. Oh, yes, we did. We got some uh, we got some reveals. We got some pseudo leaks, basically. Uh, some of them for games that I'm now very much anticipating. You know, sort of cautiously, but let's just say yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> Yeah, we got the State of Play here that kicked off Summer Game Fest. Yep. Had some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have Devolver announcing their event that'll be happening next week or this week. Uh-huh. And they picked a good name for that. Yep. Uh, we have uh, a popular developer that has rebranded into a dumb version of their name. Uh, I think it was always kind of what they were trying to imply, but you know, it was started by French people, so... Yeah, uh, we have the first gameplay of Sonic Frontiers, and it kind of looks good, but is also kind of sus, and we'll explain why. Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing, but yeah, we also have let's see, Square Enix announced a remaster for one of their classic RPGs. Not really. Question mark. It's from a series that is full of question mark classic yeah. games. But yeah, Nintendo decided to announce a date for one of their big games for the fall. Mm-hmm. Now we got a couple of dates here and such, so we'll get to that stuff here a little bit. Uh, but we'll talk about what we've been playing first. Um, yeah, first for me, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker has been the big thing I've been playing for the past week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hit 1.0 a few weeks ago and finally had some time to jump in. And it's been a lot of fun so far as there's more story stuff in here as of 1.0, though I don't know how how I didn't really have much of that when I was playing in early access, since it seems like the the main thing they added in 1.0 is sort of the final act. Mm-hmm. But it must have been just part of me. Like I played through on a normal difficulty and then started over on the easier difficulty that lets you not have to rely on just refilling stuff constantly. Yeah. To like abandon your ship for a sec to drive, to fly over to your uh, HQ area and buy in your, you know, refilling your O, your O2, your oxygen and your fuel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, though one of the things they definitely added in this is that you can occasionally find uh, like refills for that stuff inside of the ships you're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, the, the easiest difficulty is called open shift. Mm-hmm. And essentially when you start it, uh, you can just say like, Hey, I don't want any oxygen drain, uh, for this bit I'm playing here. You can turn it on, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah, every time you do ships, you get, uh, these like ranking points mm-hmm. out of it that you can use. I think they call links tokens. Links is the corporation you're working for. Mm. here and those go to upgrades for your various tools and such even have your your helmet which affects your oxygen drain mm-hmm. and your your suit which affects your like how much health your suit has and damage and all that i don't think i take any damage for that stuff though i haven't had any catastrophic explosions yet so yeah. i haven't necessarily tested that part of it just yet mm. Uh, but I have mishandled a, uh, I think it was a reactor that just started uh, causing parts of the ship to break apart into pieces. Yeah. 
but I managed to get that thrown away just in time. But whenever you mishandle or get real close to a, a nuclear reactor in your ship, uh, your character just starts breathing heavily as they're like really stressed yeah. out. I mean, it's it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I was getting that close to a you know to a nuclear reactor, I'd probably be a little have a bit of anxiety as myself. Yeah, and yeah, this. This game has a lot of that kind of exciting moments. There's like the concept of like explosive decompression of ships as you can kind of lock doors and such and have have like little atmosphere uh controls that can you know sink things that you don't really you still float in it yeah. when you do that. So I don't know hundred percent what that is, other than you can occasionally if you do things the wrong way, you can just see like Oh, here's just a bunch of air just rushing out of this part of the ship because mm. I have, you know, messed with things in such a way. Uh, but usually haven't had any issues with that. The one real hazard thing of late is running into these kind of boosters, yeah, of sorts that you pull off the the booster on the back and you have these four fuel lines that you have mm. to like burn the the connections to the uh, the booster on the back and then that starts setting them on fire. Yeah, so you have to burn through. There's four of them in sort of an X X shape, and you have to burn them all, then pull the thing out that's blocking them. You have to you have to go flying into it occasionally while you're on fire, and have to turn on the uh, the thing that like shuts all the fire, the fuel mm. off. Otherwise, it'll just explode. Mm. I don't know why you'd put that safety thing all the way on the inside. That's uh, poorly designed. Uh, it's like I've been to some gas stations where I've noticed, like, oh, the emergency shutoffs on the opposite side of the, uh, the you know fuel stations. Yeah. <laughs> where if it's stuff gets on fire, you have to run through it to get to the emergency shutoff. Yeah. Where I'm like, that seems unlike a un, uh, very unsafe thing. Yeah, but one of the things that seems to uh, suggest about this game's universe is that they care more about profit than safety. Yeah, but they, they're not designing these ships, I don't think. Oh, that's these right. are, like, ships they are coming upon. I don't know if they're, like, buying them off of people or if they're derelict ships or whatever the issue is mm. uh, with them. They, I don't think they have necessarily explained that. Or, But, yeah, there's there's a lot of nice little story here. Is the, the main one is that you're on this. Your character is in deep debt and decides to take a job at Lynx. Doing this thing, which I guess essentially sells your soul to them. Yeah. As they go to extract your DNA and that kills your body. And yeah. It kind of replicates yourself into clones of sorts. And yeah, that's kind of, they put you in deep debt, like over $1.2 billion in debt. Mm-hmm. That essentially means you're kind of in indentured servitude. Yeah. But you do have a means of working yourself out of it. And, the uh, the story is kind of that uh, some of the people in your crew seem to be interested in forming a union yeah. of sorts and involve you in it. And then the end of the first act is kind of like, oh, corporate the corporates uh, people have somehow gotten wind of this mm-hmm. and have decided to send an administrator out to all of the crews to keep an eye on them and see if they can find any Things suggest they may be involved in this union thing and maybe doing something about it. I don't know. I haven't gotten any 
further into this, but this this guy is very much a corporate stooge mm-hmm. kind of dude that uh, you know is kind of one of the schleppy kind of dudes mm-hmm. uh, to it, and yeah, that's uh, a whole thing. So yeah, it's very much that kind of game, but there's also the notion of finding like data drives in some of these ships, mm-hmm. and then you kind of uh, encrypt or de-encrypt, unencrypt uh, to see what's on it, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff. And I guess there's extra story there, that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on here as you're doing stuff. Mm. Uh, so looking forward to put some more time into this. But yeah, that's been a hard space. Shipbreaker. It's also on PC Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have that version, you can check that out. Uh, but uh, let's see. Also been playing some Rocket League. Season mm-hmm. ends here in about a week or so. So I've been just putting some time into that and still enjoying the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one I've been playing is Fortnite, which just had its big season-ending event mm-hmm. that they called Collision. I ended up watching a video because I was working during this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to get in on it through the Xbox Cloud stream stuff, and that just seemed to have crashed uh, right before this whole event was going to start. Mm. So that just kind of destroyed that idea there. Mm. So I just ended up watching a, a YouTube video of what happened, which was basically that you got grouped into a cruise of four, mm. and you essentially piloted a giant mech uh, to take out the IO, the Imagine Order. Uh, yeah. And that was... You know, as each person's controlling different, uh, not really parts of the body, but different uh, weapons, essentially. Mm. So you're trying to blow up a a bunch of stuff that's going on. And yeah, as you uh, succeed, it seems to have created a, uh, not necessarily like a, a new island, but it's uh, caused the island to change a bit. Mm. Uh, that now this new season is called Vibin. Mm-hmm. As it's like, oh, things are good now, so we can all party. And there's, you know, like a theme park area uh, in the in the islands, and some there's like mushrooms all over the place now, mm-hmm. like some kind of Yggdrasil kind of trees, yeah, that are on the island now that are big glowing things that uh has some stuff going on there. Uh, the new mechanics are things like uh, you can ride boars and wolves now. I haven't figured out how to do that, but I've seen people on X. I was hearing like the creatures just grunting or whatever, making noises. Mm. I was like, does one of these get in this building? And I went up the steps and somebody's riding it. Managed to kill him, but uh, that was a whole weird thing. But yeah, this this season, Darth Vader is the the end of the battle pass. And then they'll have an event uh, later on where you'll be able to earn Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. So... Those are kind of the two big parts of the the battle pass for this season, mm. and the uh, the one cosmetic part they always have like a an extra cosmetic thing that you can do, uh, mm. which involves this character that is basically an action figure, yep, of sorts. So you get, uh, I guess the how these things you can collect in these different parts of the map, and that unlocks different pieces mm. for it. Uh, so you can you know get essentially working towards theme sets of different kinds of things mm. uh, for that. So that's a, another neat little thing. But yeah, I uh, managed to get one win already. Uh, first first game, I had my first win, which went pretty well. So that was good. 
uh, but just been working on other stuff in there. But yeah, that's a seems like a good start to the season. Though obviously, when they do the the intro stuff for the new season, they're like, "Oh, everything's good. We're partying now. Earth Vader's on this roller coaster," and it's like, "Ah," oh, then they show like some sinister stuff's going on. It's like, "Oh yeah, can't have fun for too long." But uh, that's the Fortnite for this uh, start of the season. So, Brandon, how about you? What you been doing? Well, I am just about finished with Danganronpa two. Uh, I am now uh, on the uh, very last chapter. Uh, chapter six. I literally just started the beginning of it last night. Um, I got through uh, number five, chapter number five, fairly quickly. But uh, yeah, um, that game goes into some very bizarre. I mean, to be fair, the Danganronpa series is already extremely strange, but this one goes in some very odd directions. Um, it seems to be suggesting that I might be in the Matrix or something like that. Um, uh, because we've been, you know, the whole class has been stuck on this, you know, this uh, tropical island out in the middle of nowhere uh, that seems to have been completely abandoned. And yet, you know, there's all still all these buildings and stuff, and there's still supermarkets that are still stocked with food and everything. And, you know, it's like, it, it, it's it's extremely strange and then you find out that there are parts of this island that are supposed to be there but they are either completely disappeared or have been raised to the ground um and then you find this one place that's like supposed to be an ancient ruin but it's way too futuristic to actually be ancient um it's it, it's weird it's very very weird <laughs> There's really no other way to put it. Um, but uh, other than that, I've also you know been going through Tetris Effect as well. Uh, once again, as I will continue to say, I am terrible at Tetris. Uh, I very much enjoy playing it, but I am very bad at thinking that far ahead in order to, you know, effectively get like a bunch of combos and stuff for, you know, my. Uh, you know, for uh, points and stuff like that. And the thing about this game is that it is not easy. Uh, even on the easy function, it's still fairly difficult. Um, it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, the added effects that, you know, this version of the game adds is definitely a plus, but it is quite difficult. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing, so... All right, so yeah, let's start getting to the events of this week. And first up, we'll talk about the new games for your subscription services mm-hmm. for this month. Uh, we'll start with PlayStation Plus, and yeah, they have for their marquee title, God of War for the PS4, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic game. Yep. It seems to be another thing saying, hey, God of War Ragnarok is probably not too far off. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'd be putting that game on there if it wasn't going to be coming out in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. As I, and as I continue to tell everyone uh, about that game, the one thing that always amazed me about it is the fact that they took one of the most, like, stereotypically, you know, testosterone-poisoned, you know, 
uh, video game characters of, you know, one of the last generations and actually, like, gave him a lot of character and empathy. And the way they did it is by literally giving him a son. Um, yeah, and, though, I think he had kids before. Just He had a daughter named Calliope before. Yeah. Uh, but she and her mother were dead by the time the first game started. Yeah. Um, but I think but yeah. he's had time this time around to reevaluate things. Yeah. And obviously values having a kid despite, you know, his wife passing away in not great circumstances. Yeah. That seems to be his life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that game's real good. Check it out. Mm-hmm. I could also be on the the new PlayStation Plus as well. Yep. Uh, so you can get it either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this way, I'll ensure that you can have it uh, for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's see. Uh, for the other games, there's Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. Mm-hmm. It's like a four v four multiplayer kind of thing. Yep. Seems all right for what it is. Yeah, check that out. Right. But but uh, yeah, that'll be uh, one of those games you can check out. Mm-hmm. And the other one here for PS4 and PS5 is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of uh, getting that out there of Nickelodeon sort of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, Danner seemed to like a good bit when he was playing that. Though the seemed like the the major. Negative is that it's just easy to tell that it's not a very expensive game. Not much money was put into it, so they don't have yeah a lot of voice acting or anything of notes for those characters. Mm-hmm. I believe they might be adding some of that stuff in here in the near, uh, in the future for this game, mm. uh, as well as more characters and all that kind of stuff that they've continued to add in. But yeah, that's uh, again, it's be pretty good to have. Probably the uh, the best of that genre on. PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a couple of those indie ones out there that are all right as well. Yeah. Uh, but you can check out those three games. Uh, some mm-hmm. solid stuff there. Uh, for this month, that'll be starting here on the 7th. You'll be able to yeah. grab those. Yep. So, yeah, we'll get to uh, what's up next with the Games with Gold lineup for yeah. Xbox side. And, yeah. yeah, for the. Uh, the first here, as of now, it should be available. Even Colony, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is sort of a uh, city builder, but sci-fi. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Don't really know too much about this one, uh, but I've just seen it around a bit it's on sale a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty decent for what it is. Mm, yeah, so you can check that out until the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, available on the sixteenth is Project High Rise. Mm. Architects Edition. Hmm. I want to say this is, if I have this right, okay, this may not be the thing I'm thinking of. Okay, this looks like a Sim Tower-ish kind of game. Hmm. A little bit. It's not like the like the various like mobile clones where it's just one long tower. Yeah. Each floor being one thing, but maybe that's what this is, but... This looks uh, very much like a one of those kind of things where you're setting up different uh, areas for commercial and uh, apartment living kind of stuff. 
uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out starting on the 16th for July 15th. Mm-hmm. For the older stuff, for June 1st, there's Super Meat Boy, mm-hmm. which is a great little game. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely worth checking out. That's June 1st to the 15th, so it should be available now. Mm-hmm. On June 16th to the end of the month is Rascals. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I believe that's sort of a uh, platformy game. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Platformer, platformer full of uh, a lot of weird stuff here from what the screenshots seem to be showing me. Yeah. Okay, it looks like it has a little bit of, like, Mr. Driller in it. Yeah. At times. These screenshots jump back and forth from, like, a puzzle. They now might be multiplayer mode to, like, regular platforming stuff. Mm. With an overworld thing that looks like very much like a mobile game. Yeah. Which it might be a mobile game as well. Mm. It might have been the era where it was, like, a Windows Phone game or something. Mm. Yeah, it's from Half Brick Studios when they made console games. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they're mobile studio now, so there you go. Yeah. Some decent stuff if you're into the, like, city builder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of a, a weird month for that stuff, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get to the, the rest of the news here. And first up, there is some big news. If you are uh, an owner of the new consoles and mm-hmm. an owner of Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah, there is a 60 FPS Updates out now that unlocks the frame rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is on, yeah, the uh, for the PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC to let it mm-hmm. run as uh, as well as it can. Mm-hmm. I guess it also adds an Assassin's Creed franchise store menu, so you you can be mm-hmm. reminded that there are other games you can buy mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for those platforms. So. There you go. I was playing some of this a little earlier because I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll play that on my uh, PS5. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that plays pretty well now, though I lost my save at some point, so I had to start over. That game's pretty slow to start. I ran into one annoying thing where I was doing one quest in this area, and there was another one that was going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I guess I completed the other one Yeah, I didn't want to do. And so it goes to this long cutscene bits and then sends me out to another area it's a flashback thing yeah and it bumps me back out to the the home base mm-hmm. that i started at and i'm like ah oh, crap i was trying to do something else uh and then i had to go run all the way back and i was literally on the last one i had to do mm-hmm. i had to do that and i was done i was like all right it's like one of those annoying things that i don't like when games do is cut you off from what you're doing and even export you out of the area so you have to redo everything yeah it's it's annoying, I know. But yeah, that's uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. That update mm-hmm. is out now, so you can check it out. Yep. Uh, let's see, next up here, yeah, it is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's lots of devs of queer yeah. uh, nature and all that, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are on itch.io. Mm-hmm. And so they got together for a queer games bundle yep. that you can get... That is, I think it has different different tiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a $10 to $20 scale thing here mm-hmm. as well. But they also have a $60 version. Gets you everything. Mm. Gets you almost 600 items in there uh, for oh, that. Yeah. So you get a lot of 
a lot of little games and story stuff and assets and all that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, that you can check out. And unlike a lot of, uh, you know, the Rainbow Capital stuff that you're seeing this month, this actually goes to actual queer people. So Yeah. This is not really money being raised for charity. It's just for uh, these queer devs. Yes, yeah, more for exposure than anything. And for getting them paid. Yeah. It seems like it's going pretty well so far as they've raised $40,000 already. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, it seems like that cheaper version is at about $6,600. Yeah. So, yeah, there's uh, a lot of good stuff in there worth checking out. Yeah. into the smaller uh, games oven itch.io. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, one worth checking out. Uh, when's that over? Okay, it's over in about a month or so. Yeah. It's a month and one day from when we're recording this, so there you go. Mm-hmm. You've got plenty of time worth checking yep. out. The only real issue I have with itch.io is I kind of wish it had an easier method for telling me, like, here's how much new stuff you're getting out of this bundle. Yeah. And the others yeah. I've had. But that's the nature of itch.io, which kind of segregates all this stuff. Mm-hmm. See, when you go to purchase stuff, it's like, oh, you can't just list everything I own. I have to go to the the bundles page, and it shows me everything in the bundle that I have access to. Yeah. Sometimes I download stuff. I'm like, wait, I already have this downloaded. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, one worth checking out. Yep. And we got a couple of dates here. Not too much, at least outside of the uh, the state of play. So uh, this one was in, I looked this up, the Indie World uh, Showcase from last year in December. Mm-hmm. Endling Extinction is Forever, which involves sort of a fox guiding her little cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe. And yeah, this one's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC through Steam, Epic Game Store, and GOG on July 19th mm. for uh, $30 US. And yeah, that's uh, a neat looking game. Mm-hmm. As sort of a, a game about uh, climate change and humans affecting their environments for mm-hmm. animals and such. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, something something terrible is going to happen to these animals, isn't it? Uh, the last key feature on this list is survive. So, yeah, there you go. I I don't trust it. Okay, yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You can check that out. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's next. The other dates we have here is, oh yeah, Sega had an event in Japan mm-hmm. where they revealed the Mega Drive Mini Two. For those that don't know, the Mega Drive is the Genesis in, yep. I believe, every other territory calls it the Mega Drive, whereas uh, Sega, Sega of America yeah. called it the Genesis, because mm-hmm. Sega of America said, fuck you to their parent company all the time. Yep. And that's how Sega got where it came from, where it is now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Mega Drive Mini 2 uh, also has a Mega Drive CD mm-hmm. aspect to it. Uh, so you can have like a little thing uh, attached to it. I don't think it actually does anything. You can just put like, a little fake CD in it. Like, oh, this yeah. is doing something. Uh, but yeah. it has 50 new games in it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for about 75 bucks in Japan. They haven't announced any foreign versions of this, but it's out October 27th in Japan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 50 games, but they only announced 10 so far. Mm. Uh, there's Bonanza Brothers. 
Yeah. Uh, for Mega Drive, there's Fantasy Zone, which never released on the Mega Drive, so it's a port based on Super Fantasy Zone. Yeah. But uh, any version of that game is definitely worth playing. Yeah, there's Magical Taruto. Yeah, that is actually a early uh, Game Freak project uh, before they did Pokemon. Um, yeah. It's based on uh, the, what at the time was a really popular manga in Weekly Shonen Jump. Any of you guys who back who are like older anime fans may remember an anime uh, OVA series called Golden Boy. Uh, it's by the same author as that. So you kind of know what you're in for. Yeah. It seems like also had an anime as well. So Yeah, you'd be uh, surprised uh, what they could get away with in Shonen Jump back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. But it's, it's basically like, it's it, if I was to like talk about like plot-wise what it was, it was kind of like uh, what like Dor- Doraemon was back in the day, where, it, you know, Magical Toro is the Doraemon character who's with this like kid and, you know, basically where like Doraemon would like reach into his pouch and come up with some weird like science gadget. Uh, Tararudo does something similar, except he uh, has magic stuff. Um and uh, it use, whereas, you know, Doraemon tend to be fairly wholesome adventure stories, uh, with Tararudo, Tar- it often, at least a third of it, involved the guy trying to peek in on girls in the locker room. Because, you know, Japan. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, old, that was an old Game Freak game. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what's next here. Shining in the Darkness? Yep. The first in that series? Mm-hmm. Of uh, strategy RPGs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Let's see, in the, the, the last of the... Or no, this there's Thunder Force 4. Mm. Which I think that's the one that they did enhanced port on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, because it also has the name Lightning Force. Uh, that's the, the version that was released over here. I believe so, yeah. So I think they released it with like a a combination of those two names on it for whatever reason in the U.S. release here. But yeah, that's uh, another shmup. Mm-hmm. And the last of the Mega Drive games here, Virtual Racing. Yep. Uh, which that's a fun little game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that the was Mega... uh, that was like one of those games that came out right around the time when they were they were working with the uh, the then new evolving 3D technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh had a nice little look to it. Mm-hmm. That's still looks pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, the last five here are Mega CD games. Which, let's be honest, unless you owned a Sega CD, you've never heard of any of these. Yeah. Uh there's Mansion of Hidden Souls. Yep. Let's see, Pop Full Mail, which I've heard mm-hmm. people talking about is kind of the, the big surprise here. Yeah. Uh let me yeah, it's a Nihon Falcom, Nihon Falcom game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their earlier games. Yep. That's, yeah, seems like a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was by Working Designs. I don't know if that's going to be the the version they're using mm. or, or not. It might be, well, this would be the Japanese release. So, yeah, it probably wouldn't be the localization unless they do bring it over. This Mega Drive Mini 2, but there you go. There's Shining Force CD. Uh, for that, and Silphied, another shooter, as well as Sonic CD. 
Mm. Make sure you always have uh, another version of Sonic mm-hmm. on one of these things. Uh, and that kind of rounds up the the early lineup here for what's in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems pretty solid uh, for what that is. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one more date here for uh, what's in here. Uh, for whatever random reason, instead of waiting for maybe a direct coming out in the near future, yeah, or something like that, uh, Nintendo and Pokemon Company decided to announce that uh, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet will be out November eighteenth, mm-hmm. as well as uh, a few other details in the the trailer that they showed off. Sort of the notion that there are two professors that you start with, mm-hmm. uh, one for each version of the game. The Violet Professor is like a, a dude in a onesie, like a, I don't know, kind of suit there. As well as uh, on the Scarlet side is a woman who's in like some real short shorts and whatever top on there kind of thing. She, uh, from what I've heard, um, or from what I've read, uh, her name and the professor of the other name is supposed to be a uh, reference to past and future. So she's supposed to be like a kind of have like an old, like a cartoony cave woman type attire. While the other guy looks a bit more futuristic. Yeah. Not that you wouldn't notice because basically the only thing that people have been doing is basically thirsting after these two professors after this trailer went out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've also shown the three more new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That in this game, there's an electric mouse Pokemon called Pommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the other one here is a an olive Pokemon called Smolive. Mm-hmm. And the the hero, the highlights of this whole bunch is a uh, a little pig Pokemon called Lechonk. Mm-hmm. As sort of one of its best names that they have given a Pokemon in quite a while. Uh, there you go. So yeah, there's a. Uh, Seems like a solid little update there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that'll be out in the right before the holiday season starts. So yep. there you go for your Pokemon. But that's it for uh, the dates here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some other stuff here happening as I think they had a Saga stream, Square Enix did, mm-hmm. where they announced some stuff. And the, the main highlight is that they are doing a remaster of Romancing Saga Minstrel Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think over here in the US just called it Romancing Saga. Uh, which yeah. is uh, one of the. It was a late PS2 game in 2005. Yeah. That brought with it uh, some. Uh, let's see, it was in 3D. What are the other stuff here? Yeah, the, the unique glimmer and combo systems. As you can learn new abilities in the heat of battle. Yeah. Uh, the compo- uh, soundtrack by composer Kenji Ito. Mm-hmm. And the freeform scenario system will let you experience the story differently depending on how you play. Mm-hmm. You start with one of eight main characters, and as you explore the vast world, your actions and decisions will weave a story that's uniquely yours. Mm-hmm. And so you have the it'll have remastered graphics, quality of life features. No real details on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And probably adding some new stuff as well to it. So, hey, there you go. That's a. Uh, I think this game doesn't really have a lot of high ranking marks to it. Like, 
Like it's like a lot of saga games where it's like, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really one of those people. And it's like the Metacritic has it at a 58. Yep. It's just one of those games where if you're a saga person, mm-hmm. it's probably good for you. Yeah. If you're not, you're like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, them kind of actually dipping into their back catalog and, you know, bringing stuff out. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, this will be coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC, as well as mobile platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime this winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Let's see. Happening early next year, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo World. Yes. The theme park is mm-hmm. finally going to be launching. There's still no date for that. No. At the moment. But... Not any definite date, anyway. Yeah. And... Yeah, uh, they seem to have somebody in a Mario suit that is not short. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the thing. Mm. And show off a little teaser of the Mario Kart ride. Yep. That is there, so you can kind of check that out. Mm-hmm. Are there people in VR headsets? No, okay. They may have like a AR headsets or something like that on their heads. I don't know. Probably. Or, like or it could be... Or something. It could be that, or it could be one of those, uh, it could be, like, one of those, like, dark rides where it's, like, all projected around you. Uh, from what it's showing, it's showing, like, 3D characters moving around that you get to control. Huh. That are somehow, like, always ahead of your... Yeah, I'm looking seat. at that. Yeah, you're right. They do seem to have, like, some kind of VR thing on their heads. So, Yeah. Cool. Good thing to have during COVID times. <laughs> Something's gonna it's gonna get sweaty on your head and uh, passing it around to other people. Oh uh, yeah. They're gonna have to pay some people a lot of money to swab those down real good. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be their job all day. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You'll be lucky if you don't get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's see here. Uh, yeah, also happening this year is Madden NFL 23. Mm-hmm. Sort of as they do, they you know announce the cover athletes, and because of uh, the death of John Madden last year, they have done the smart thing and decided mm-hmm. not to have a cover athlete this year. Nope, they just decided to put John himself on there. Yeah, they have three covers for mm-hmm. different versions of the game that'll be happening, and sort mm-hmm. of. Acknowledging like the the three parts of his career, mm-hmm. uh, which is him as a coach, is him as a commentator, and then there's him as the the Madden person mm-hmm. as far as working with the games. So yeah, they've got that original cover with John Madden on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on, I forget if that was just the NES or even on other platforms at the time, but mm-hmm. yeah, he he was a a very pivotal figure in sports gaming. Yeah. A very smart guy for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that uh, makes a lot of sense to have that uh, as the, the covers here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be cool to see. Yeah. But, yeah, that'll be out later this year. Mm-hmm. Probably late August, early September. Yeah. Uh, there you go for that. There's other EA news in that Dragon Age 4 finally has a, a title. Yeah, a proper title this time. Yeah, Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Yep. That is interesting name. Yeah. So I guess that is uh, related to Solus. Yep, 
with his nickname, the Dreadwolf. Yep. So it's spelled differently. It, yeah. His nickname, it's separate Dread and Wolf. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the title for this game, it's all one word. Yep. So I don't know what the the thing with that is. No idea. <laughs> yeah. So you'll have that, and it seems like they will have more details on this game later this year. Mm-hmm. As they show off more of that game. So. Yeah, and they're probably going to show off uh, more of the next Mass Effect as well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but at least for now, uh, this is going to be their big game for Bioware. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, let's get to uh, the big thing of the week. Is that IGN Well, one had... of the big things, but yeah. That's a big cultural topic is Sonic oh, yeah. the Hedgehog 2 has been doing well in theaters. You know, Sega's trying to capitalize on mm-hmm. the, the heat that Sonic has right now and that's the one game they have is Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. A big sort of open world Sonic game. Yeah. That they've never really tried before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a, a thing. They've done a a whole thing with IGN. Mm-hmm. Sort of showing off gameplay here this week. Yep. Uh, the first video they released is a bunch of just Sonic going around the open world. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing stuff and specifically not engaging any enemies. Mm-hmm. That stuff looks pretty interesting. Just mm-hmm. much more free form. And you also mm-hmm. tell that they, in a lot of areas, there's like, oh, there's two different ways to get up here. Mm-hmm. Like he's going up one of these towers, and there's like these this railing you can ride up. Mm-hmm. Or there's, you know, platform next to it that goes exactly the same angle going yep. up and that kind of stuff. And you can run up the, the some of the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can walk slowly or crawl up them Mm -hmm. I guess but it's not there's no stamina stuff like Breath of the Wild or anything Yeah, Uh, but it seems like they have some interesting solutions for the notion that you know Sonic is fast and this big area needs stuff to do since he's not exactly has uh, much of a way to interact with the world yeah the way Um, his skill set is set up yeah, uh, the issue that a lot of people brought up is that the frame rate looked a little um, unpolished, I guess. Yeah, but it's uh, this is like you know an unfinished game. Yeah, it's like if you want to see the game in action, that's you're gonna have to deal with that up until launch. Yeah, the the but thing is, a lot of pe- the, the a lot of the uh, the uh, skepticism comes from the fact that it's kind of reminding a lot of people of Sonic '06. Um, mostly just because of the art direction, and yeah, just a lot of people are kind of. It's uh, look. I mean, just if you've seen what the history of the Sonic games recently is, you'll understand why people are a little skeptical. Yeah, though, Sonic two thousand six is very much obviously an unfinished game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's a game that they were making something for a while and decided. Oh shit! We can't uh, do this. We need to stop and finish it, or whatever they needed done sooner, or something. Whatever it was, I don't know. I've seen a whole playthrough of that game, and there's a lot of it that's just busted. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. Yeah, very well. And then they want you to replay a lot of it, uh, whether it's with different characters doing the yeah. same exact environments or whatever. 
yeah has a lot of that repetitive nature where it's like this isn't changing much and so yeah an open world would solve that issue yeah uh, i will i do wonder though are they gonna like keep the same like old school control scheme for sonic as far as the speed is concerned because looking at this you could definitely see where you know just you know pushing up on the stick would be a tad bit frustrating and unwieldy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's it's a thing that you'd have to get your hands on it to understand it, since mm-hmm. there's nobody really uh, explaining anything here. There's no dev commentary or anything. Yeah. There's just some dudes like talking for 10 seconds, like, oh, here's what's going on in this video. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's an IGN person. Mm. Uh, it's been funny. I guess the Sonic community thinks that IGN hates Sonic mm. and that they are purposely making us look bad, even though I think the guy that was handling this stuff has been basically like, no, they didn't let me record any of the, the stuff I played. Mm-hmm. This is all dev stuff, which you watch it and it makes sense that this is dev mm-hmm. footage because there are times where like, you know, I have to show that uh, we can't. You know, we're doing something different here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll show you the the ways it's uh, you can get up to stuff and do these in different ways, that kind of thing. Mm. The sort of options, I guess. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, rails that he likes to skate, and you know, you have that like mm. dash thing. It's like, oh yeah, hey, you guys have been doing this for twenty years, and. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked super well uh, all that nope. much. And you're still sticking to this. Yep. Again, remember, Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game. Yeah. The first area was all going fast. The second area was slow, deliberate platforming. Yep. They had the, the attitude of always go fast, but the game was not designed mm-hmm. to always go fast. Yeah. And so that dichotomy has been a problem for them for the past 30 years mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to make it as cool as it could be without uh, letting you beat it easily in like 30 minutes yeah and then the combat stuff happens mm-hmm. uh, which i would say looks much worse than the other one because yeah the the different encounters here are not mm-hmm. A lot of the ones they show here are this weird entity that just has a bunch of orbs on him. Mm-hmm. And Sonic, you know, does an attack and knocks one away and then does another attack, knocks another away. And it's like, is this, this looks like the most tedious enemy. Where's, where are these balls coming from? Mm-hmm. And there's other ones and it's like, okay, this is slightly more interesting where it like gets a shield mm-hmm. and Sonic has to do this weird Tron thing mm-hmm. releases this trail behind. Yeah. That like undoes the shield for some reason. Mm-hmm. And like the problem is you don't have any context for where this ability set comes from. Yeah. There's also no UI or anything, so you don't understand much of what's going on. Whereas you know, if you look at like the the Breath of the Wild Treehouse Live thing, you know, when they first unveiled that game, like the year before it came out, uh, the gameplay stuff at least, it's like it's the beginning of the game where they have the whole area set up to show you all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how the game was. 
at uh, launch. Because they largely had that stuff figured out. And obviously, it's not a, you know, a radical take to say that, you know, the Zelda team is better than the Sonic team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially crafting demos to look at this stuff. Because this very much looks like a dev video. Yeah. It's like showing you stuff. You know, effects and design and all that may not be 100% done yet. Yeah, somebody said, I think it was somebody on Kotaku who said it kind of looked like an Unreal 5, like, demo disc. Yeah. And it is a fairly generic-looking open world of just fields and such. Yeah. Whereas, you know, as far as what I can see here, there's not too much variety. Mm-hmm. But it just might be that this map is bigger than it looks they only stay in one area mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and it's like okay that's fine what this is but mm-hmm. you know, it's not really anything amazing but it's at least more interesting than what they've done for most of the past 20 years mm-hmm. at least there's no at least upfront thing that says like oh you're just gonna be asked to replay these things over and over again with five different characters mm-hmm. kind of thing and a very tedious thing but I imagine if they pay attention to the feedback, they'll at least make that weird orb enemy more simple to fight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it starts looking super tedious in the way that's like a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 combat is, where the combat's good, but the amount of time it takes to beat enemies, regardless of their level difference, is pretty long. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Sonic, you're used to, you know, one or two hits, usually, for most enemies. Mm-hmm. And so this open world stuff, yeah, it's not... It's not polished. Mm-hmm. Which is what you should expect if you're going to get an early look for this, but it's, they're still saying it's out this year, which mm-hmm. is the other thing. It's like, this should be mostly done at this point if it's coming out later this year. Yeah. And what they're showing here definitely looks like uh, some dev-ass... You know, video with no UI in it or anything like that. Mm. And having no dev commentary also kind of takes away some of this to explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's that. Mm-hmm. It's at least more promising than a lot of Sonic stuff has looked in the past. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, let's get to uh, the rest of our news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fame developer Donod Mm -hmm. has been uh, a good name because it's a palindrome. Same backwards as forward. Mm -hmm. They decided to rebrand as Don't Nod, as Mm -hmm. in D-O-N apostrophe T space N-O-D. Yep. For, I guess, probably the the few people that didn't realize that that was the name. Yeah. (laughs) They probably pronounced it weird. I don't know, but... Like I said, this studio was started by Frenchmen, so... Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, they, they also put out a video mm-hmm. sort of highlighting the, the new like logo design and all that. Mm-hmm. That seems to hint at the, the six projects they have coming up mm-hmm. uh, of sorts. I don't get anything obvious from any of these, what they might be. Uh, but the, the images they have here, it's like, one that's like imprinted in snow, uh, the logo on a rock. There's like one in space, one in some other space thing, mm-hmm. one in some sort of snowy backdrop. I don't know. Yeah. 
there's not really any. There is one that looks like it's like an old videotape, which kind of reminds me of uh, Remember Me, which was like the first game they put out. Yeah, but I think that's just the the video representation. It's possible. But, yeah, that's weird. I don't know that they, I, I like a, a version of their name that just has, you know, punctuation in it. Eh, it is a little jarring, I will say that. You don't see punctuation in many company names. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, yeah, let's see here. Devolver Digital's announced their event for Summer Games Fest mm-hmm. uh, happening June 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, yep. 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be a few hours after the uh, the uh, the main uh, showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've definitely uh, done the due diligence on the name of this event called Devolver Digital Marketing Countdown to Marketing 2022. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Devolver Digital. <laughs> As I say here, the Devolver Marketing Countdown to Marketing takes the 30 glorious minutes before a typically anticlimactic big summer showcase and thrusts it into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Based on extensive consumer research and focus testing, Devolver scientists have learned that the countdown before a showcase is when the audience hopes are at their highest, mm-hmm. though their inevitable disappointment sets in. Devolver is set to capitalize on this untapped pre-show potential with the greatest countdown the industry has ever seen. Mm-hmm. But at what cost? Join the anxious masses for at least four video game announcements in Summer Games Fest's most hotly anticipated countdown to marketing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this should be the should be set before the show the the, the summer games fest showcase happens. Mm-hmm. Just to further emphasize what their point is. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably too much of a seem like an attack on the summer games fest showcase. But yeah, that'll be seems like that'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that and. Yeah, before we get to the the the, the Sony state of play, uh, they did announce uh, here that the PS5 has reached 20 million units sold worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good, despite the the you know uh, the significant sort of uh, shorthand number of units that have been out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do say that uh, they are planning a significant ramp up in PS5 production this year. Mm-hmm. And are working to make sure that PS5 is available for everyone who wants one uh, for the the future here. So hopefully that'll end up working out in their favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe there is word that they're potentially going to be having a a sort of smaller uh, chip for the the system there, which should make it a little bit easier to produce. Uh, but yeah, that's uh good to see. And yeah, let's get to our big part of the show here. Uh, Sony, uh, their state of play happened here on Thursday. Yep. Uh, about 30 minutes of stuff, and they used it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of go in order here of appearance. And they start yep. off with a, a big announcement of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. It's getting remade. Yep. Uh, for yeah, the new PlayStation 5 and Xboxes and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be out March 24th. 2023, and it'll also have uh, PSVR 2 content in the works. I don't know what they didn't get into any details on that stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, from the way they uh, talk about this in the blog post here, it seems like the 
story is going to be redone a little bit. It'll probably have the, the main points. As I mentioned, Leon is reporting directly to the president of the United States to rescue his kidnapped daughter out here in this secluded European village. But some weird stuff is going on with these villagers and all that. So I think one of the things they were going to do is they're going to like uh, redo some of the dialogue so that the like weirdly blurry vibe that the, I think, 14 or 15 year old daughter of the president uh, was having with Leon. Yeah. Which was extremely bizarre, even back then. Yeah. But yeah, this definitely has a look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff that's similar to the original, but also very similar to the style of Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes that they've yeah. put out over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, seems like they're still going to... They mentioned specifically... Uh, with its new game style that combined action, shooting, and resource management elements, mm-hmm. aka the like little box puzzle thing you did to manage your guns and all that. Yeah. Uh, setting the sort of new standard for future Resident Evil titles. So yeah, there you go for that. That is definitely interesting to see how that all ties together. Uh, so yeah, that's a, a whole thing. And then they follow this up to say, hey, Remember Resident Evil 7 being a big uh, PSVR game? Mm-hmm. They're going to do the same thing with Village. Mm-hmm. And make the horniest Resident Evil available in VR. Yep. So you can really get in there and check out Lady D. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this was probably the easiest decision they ever made. <laughs> yeah. And they specifically center this whole little trailer on that section of the game. Uh, especially uh, with the the whole bit where she is like standing over you, and it's like, oh, you guys know exactly what you're doing here. Oh, they did. They absolutely did. They honestly, I think they knew exactly what they were doing when they designed that character. <laughs> yeah. But now you get to be the guy that's sitting there and be like, step on me. Yeah. I just want you to grab me by the throat, stab me with your giant claws. Oh yeah, yeah suck on my blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, They are working on that. Uh, But yeah, you don't have to worry about your hands being cut off because they are, you know, going to be vital to, like, dual-wielding stuff in the game. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much they're going to deal with your hands being mangled. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that was the whole thing with that game. Mm -hmm. They love to just destroy Ethan's hands. Mm -hmm. Or just cut him off and he sprays his magic juice on it and heals back to his arm. Yeah. So... That's all weird. Mm. Uh, and they follow that up with The Walking Dead Sinners and Saints Chapter 2 Retribution mm-hmm. uh, for the easily the longest title of the show. as was announced for uh, PSVR available uh, let's see I think later this year. And then it'll be out for PSVR 2 sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, one of those games that's very popular for PlayStation VR, probably more for the branding mm-hmm. uh, being tied to the, the Walking Dead stuff, though it's set in New Orleans, so not really tied yeah. to the the main show. Nope. But, you know, the world and all that's uh, a big part of 
VR games is, hey, what if we can shoot zombies? Mm-hmm. What do you know? In that's what three of these. So these first three games are going to be about. Yep, shooting zombies and such. So, yeah, it's out later this year for PlayStation VR, and next year for PlayStation VR Two. And yeah, they they make care in these articles to be like, uh, oh yeah, the PlayStation VR Two is currently in development. Mm-hmm. All of them, when they mention it, it's like, oh, this one like to separate them both from PlayStation VR. Oh yeah, it says uh. Yeah, which is coming to both PSVR, mm-hmm. parentheses, system available now, mm-hmm. and PSVR 2, system currently in development. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the messaging straight on naming these basically the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then they follow this up with another another game here, No Man's Sky. It's in development for PlayStation VR 2, mm-hmm. uh, which is great to see. Uh, what they did for the first game on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Worked pretty well, though you can definitely see uh, how rough it is because it's uh, stretching the the resources that game uses at its base form. Oh yeah, on a PS4 to its limits with VR. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they showed off a trailer that if it does for the VR stuff, what the PS5 version did for you know the base game stuff, yeah. it should run much smoother, look really well. Uh, look really great and run really well and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. As they talk about, you know, they've uh, let's see, you know, they make the co- redesign the cockpits a bit better mm-hmm. in the in the ship so that you can have better sort of presence in there. Be able to use those new sense controllers for uh, your weapons and all that stuff and all that. So yeah, it's in the works. I assume. It'll be a free update for the PS5 version whenever it's ready to go. Uh, but yeah, they say they'll be talking more about specific features for this new uh, version in the few, next few months. So there you go. And then they ended it here on the, the PSVR 2 talk with the, the big game Horizon Call of the Mountain. Getting yeah. shot some gameplay for that, and that just looks really good. Oh, yes, it does. It looks... Legitimately gorgeous. Um, really not, you know. I, I'm still not uh, up there, uh, ready to do VR uh, for consoles, but uh, this might make me consider it. Yeah, and yeah, they talk about some of the story stuff here. You're playing Rius, Rius. I forget what they call him in mm-hmm. the trailers itself, but uh, he is a a former Shadow Karja warrior mm-hmm. who is trying to redeem himself by investigating a new threat to the Sundom. So mm-hmm. we set the the first game's uh, map. Though, yeah, the whether this is going to be any sort of free-moving kind of game or if it's linear, uh, no idea just yet. Mm-hmm. But the it does have plenty of combat stuff to it and exploration. You can actually do, like, freehand climbing mm-hmm. uh, mountains and such uh, and all that kind of stuff. So there is some of that to that. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, I think I noticed in the, the title treatments for the, the Horizon games, if you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. where it has Horizon and Zero Dawn below it, there's that line in there. It just has the, the one 
uh, like Roman numeral one in the uh, line that goes between the two parts of the name. Mm-hmm. On the sequel, it has a two there, Roman numeral two. Yep. And here it has VR for Call of the Mountain in that spot. Mm-hmm. So they kind of do a neat little touch there of making it a little easier to tell which is which. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, a neat little touch. And they sort of followed this up with news that Horizon Forbidden West is getting a big update. Yep. Uh, that was out that same day. That mm-hmm. includes New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, so if you've beaten it, it sort of lets you create a New Game Plus save. Mm-hmm. And then you can start from uh, to do more stuff. And they've announced also a an ultra-hard mode. Mm-hmm. Difficulty mode in there for people wanting a more difficult game. Mm-hmm. As well as some quality of life stuff for transmog. So you can customize the cosmetics of your equipped outfit to look like any other outfits you owned. So you can sort of have the look you want with the the bonuses that you want. Mm -hmm. As well as the ability to freely reset and redistribute your skill points in uh, a new respec option. As well as some new weapons and a new set of trophies just for this. Uh, Updates. Which is like what they did with the original game. Uh, Added a new game plus uh, updates and a new set of trophies just for that. Uh, so following a similar trajectory here, which I'm assuming means that there'll be an expansion at some point next year for this game, uh, which would be good to see. I got I played a little bit of that this week in the wake of that update coming out, and mm-hmm. and that game sure is uh, a great looking game. I definitely need to play some more of that. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, next one here is kind of a, a bit of a big surprise here. That's they announced that the Marvel Spider-Man series is coming to PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original game is coming out. Mm, let's see, where is the the dates? I think August twelfth mm-hmm. for Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. Yeah. And then, yeah, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales will be hitting in fall twenty twenty two. And in the text of this article, they also mention that the series so far has sold 33 million units, mm-hmm. which is an incredible amount. Oh, yeah. That Spider-Man name will get you money. Yeah, which is ironic the way that things people were talking about it ahead of launch. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this Spider-Man's a niche character uh, compared to, like, the I think it was Shadow of the Tomb Raiders coming out around the same time. Yeah. They're like, oh, which one's going to do better? I was like, Spider-Man is a niche character. Bitch, have you been paying attention to culture the last 10 years? <laughs> 10, like 20, 30 years. Spider-Man's been the most popular superhero around the world. We're also like in the depths of the uh, the hype of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, people are going to care about Marvel shit. And Shadow the Tomb Raider just came and went as a wet fart. Yeah, mostly because it kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, and it just had the uh, the underwhelming, I don't know, ending that that trilogy didn't need. Mm-hmm. And ended up helping to lead to the point where Square Enix just sold off uh, Crystal Dynamics and the other two studios mm-hmm. over to the Embracer Group. Yep. Whereas the, these two games that probably sold about half of what Tomb Raider sold in mm-hmm. its entire lifetime, which is a hell of a thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they say they're going to you know, reveal specs and all that kind of stuff. 
when they get closer to the launch of uh, Spider-Man Remastered. I'll be able to have mouse and keyboard support and uh, ray tracing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that's already in the, the, the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. And they give a shout out to uh, Nix's, which is one of the studios they purchased because they are the main ones working on this port. Yeah. So if you're wondering sort of where where that studio would be used, it seems like this is a, a great thing for them because they are a big PC port studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. That's great for more people to be able to check those games out. Mm-hmm. And see what kind of weird costumes they can put in that game because that first one has a ton of weird ass costumes, including one that's just here's Spider Man with just the mask and some Spidey underwear mm. on. Have him just riding in the subway, as mm. happens in New York. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to the the second half of this show here. Stray was the next game to get shown off. Yep, and uh, this is one of those games a lot of people have been anticipating. As you literally get to play a cat. Yeah, a sort of stealth adventure cat game mm-hmm. of sorts with a little robot buddy that hangs out with you. Yep. As you're doing stuff. And yeah, the uh, it looks pretty neat. So they announced a July 19th release date and also that it is going to be on PlayStation Plus, uh, the, specifically the extra and premium tiers mm-hmm. at launch. So there's the... The first big uh, sort of day one launch title for that service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be a good one to have on there. Mm-hmm. That's a game people will definitely check out. You can probably get uh, people to jump on a service to try that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Stray. Looks pretty neat. Mm. And that'll be PS5, PS4, and PC. Uh, these are the Get into a lot of the third-party games here. Uh, next one here is the Callisto Protocol, uh, the new game sort of head up by uh, Glenn Schofield, who was one of the lead devs on Dead Space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a game that was originally supposed to be set in the PUBG universe, and people are like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because it's set like way in the future and in space and all this, and it's like, what does this benefit from that? And I think recently they've said, yeah, we're not going to do that, try to fit that in there. Uh, But yeah, this is very much a Dead Space-esque kind of horror game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that got announced uh, for a December 2nd release date, a few weeks before the Dead Space remake hits. Uh, But this will be coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One and PC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they showed some gameplay off in there. It looks definitely looks neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can stand that kind of thing, so there you go. Uh, some new big budget horror games in there. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that one. Uh, next up here, Roller Drome, uh, the new game from Roll Seven, makers of Ollie Ollie World. And the other Ollie Ollie games, and this is a game that is, uh, especially if you notice the the logo treatment, it's very much. Crap, what was the Rollerball? I think that movie. Uh, that is kind of a uh, futuristic sport, though. This here is kind of like what if you did inline skating with guns, mm-hmm. as uh, you're kind of going around these 
environments, shooting dudes, doing tricks, all this kind of stuff. Uh, this is a game that is based on a sort of uh, a prototype that an indie dev created a couple years ago. Mm. That's essentially that same premise, and Roll7 seemed to partner up with them to mm. uh, make it work in full in its full glory here. Uh, this mm-hmm. will be coming to PS5, PS4, and PC on August 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a solo game, a single mm-hmm. player game with like leaderboards to challenge other people. Uh, this is August 16th, not the 14th. The wrong date there, but uh, yeah, it has a really nice look to it. Mm-hmm. A sort of shell shaded look. It almost kind of looked like a uh, Sable did uh, when that was. When it first started, this trailer did so. Yeah, it kind of the art direction in particular kind of reminds me of a uh, '80s like sci-fi French comics. You read in like old issues of Heavy Metal magazine. Uh, even the line work looks a lot like, uh, and the the light work and the coloring and the grants looks a lot like that. Yeah, really looks real nice. Yeah, it does. Uh, so yeah, that is. Uh... That is Roller du- Roller Drome. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice looking game. The next one here uh, is where they got real anime mm-hmm. with Eternites, a game, uh, the debut title from Studio Psy. Yeah, uh, this seems very. I think they are a Korean studio. Mm-hmm. That uh, this is got a lot of uh, uh, visual novel stuff to it. Yeah, dungeon exploring. Mm-hmm. Scavenging for supplies, and as well as like going on dates uh, with uh, various people that are in your uh, crew, uh, mm-hmm. and you can also do same-sex dating uh, or date the girls, whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you're kind of facing weird infected people, and yeah. you have a you have a weird arm that has like been cut off, and then. Replaced with this weird like uh, thing that can sort of morph mm-hmm. into weapons and such. Mm. It doesn't seem to stop you from uh, being able to get dates and such. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, hitting PS5, PS4, and PC sometime early in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next was the probably the biggest surprise of the show, Street Fighter VI. As people bagged on the the original reveal, with the, the dumb looking logo, yeah, and all that, they have come back with a new logo. That looks honestly a bit better. Yeah, and then a trailer that was kind of a stunning trailer. Yeah, because they basically refashioned the whole world tour part of the game, which is basically just the arcade mode yeah. into an open world thing. Yeah, there was a a lot in the trailers. Uh, you know, showing environments that maybe backdrops for where fights happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you got a a very stylized look at this thing. It seems like the uh, was it Street Fighter Four had very much kind of like a like an ink look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of like that uh, kind of black uh, extra like paint or like watercolor kind of. Yeah, access to your attacks and such. And here it's very much like spray paints. Yeah. Kind of tagging kind of look to yeah, a lot of additional and... your special attacks and such. 
Yeah, as far and also as far as like character design goes, they've uh, seem to be going more in a more realistic direction this time around. Um, which I'm yeah. guess I'm guessing it's kind of a reaction to some of the criticisms they got for Street Fighter V. A lot of people thought the art direction for that game was a little too cartoony. Um, yeah. So you know, like Chun Li actually looks like an actual Chinese woman. Yeah, and she looks like an Instagram influencer kind of look to it as well. Yeah. She's very thick. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chun-Li always has been thick. Yeah, but this looks more accentuated. Yeah. And a bit like like she is modeling uh, leggings mm-hmm. uh, and such. And uh, on top of all that, the uh, well, like full lineup, at least, you know, before the, the inevitable DLC, uh, kind of got... L- got leaked as well. Um, so we saw a bunch of the, saw a bunch of new characters and some, uh, characters that are actually coming back as well. Yeah. Um, some of them, uh, include, uh, uh, some surprising ones, DJ, which I don't know if anybody, if, if you, I don't think he's been seen since, uh, you know, super street fighter. <laughs> um, and he's actually making a reappearance this time around. Yeah, and they're also got some new characters. They got a new uh, character, Kimberly, uh, who I'm guessing is an African American woman. Uh, they've got a new Mexican character named Lily, who I'm guessing is supposed to be Mayan. Um, but I, I wonder if she's related to T Hawk, who was also the Mexican character in Street Fighter Two and Super Street Fighter Two. Even though he looks more, I guess, southwestern Native American, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and they had they got a new Chinese character as well. They got they've also got a uh, kickboxer named Marina, who I'm not sure. I think she's supposed to be. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure yet because I don't want to make any any guesses beforehand. Um, but overall, uh, like I said, they definitely. are realism this time around at least as far as character design is concerned uh which kind of kind of uh surprised some people because you're there were people you know saying like wait what's wrong with chun lee's face i'm like nothing she looks like an actual person yeah yeah and her head's always been a little small yeah uh, on her body but yeah it's it's a game that they're trying some stuff with like they have a, a new control system for this that is a bit more simple that I think yeah. people are saying is like if they adapted uh, their their system to play like Smash Brothers, hmm. which I don't know how much that uh, actually fits, but you can also play like the classic uh, controls if you want, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah, that's kind of the a thing there and as well as they announced a real-time commentary feature they've gotten a number of commentators from the FGC uh, to lend their voices for this as they record a bunch of lines for it that get uh, used in real time during your fights to mm-hmm. hype up the things you're doing or your opponents doing whatever and they have they say it supports subtitles in 13 languages for more accessibility mm-hmm. um, yeah, the first ones they've announced is Jeremy Vicious Lopez and Aru. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Japanese commentators, so you can kind of get some of that feeling into it without necessarily having to be that good to actually fight in a tournament or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a very interesting thing. Like there hasn't been this much uh, excitement and buzz around a Street Fighter game since Street Fighter Four. Yeah, like this. And if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure this game actually takes place after Street Fighter Three, uh, plot-wise, which means that, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting what they do with that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that'll be coming to PS5, PS4, and Xbox Series X and S and PC uh, sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, then they followed up with saying, "Hey, Tunic is a cool game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be coming to PS5 and PS4 on September 27th." Yep. So if you haven't played that yet, uh, there's a a good chance to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they announced that season, a letter to the future, a game that was announced a while ago. I think it's uh, the the Game Awards, maybe two years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. That uh, that'll be coming out autumn 2022, PS5, PS4, and PC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you don't know this game, you might know their studio, Scavengers Studio, mm-hmm. that was embroiled in some controversy about a year and a half ago, uh, with their one of their co-founders being very abusive uh, and all this to people in the studio. Mm-hmm. That they had to. Uh, get some help to get things sorted out. You can go look up on their uh, their site, their studio site for this, and see uh, an article from about a year ago talking mm-hmm. about uh, the issues that have been brought to light and the things they were working on, and then a, a new update uh, post on their site that is from about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Basically offering an update on what's been going on on that front of trying to fix those issues and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, the shit these people went through is not great. Uh, Hopefully the, the things they talk about here, uh, because the, the dude that was the, the big focus of the expose is still technically there, but he's been essentially separated from the rest of the studio. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have any power over, uh, running the game or anything, but mm. does get the option to present some feedback and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They have mediators kind of keeping him in check and all that. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we recruited a new HR director, uh, establishment of an ombud service to assist with the fair and expeditious resolution of complaints mm. in impartial, confidential, independent manner. Yeah. You know, Recruiting and inclusion and diversity experts uh, to provide guidance on that kind of thing. Wellness committee and an anonymous quarterly check-in survey mm-hmm. to monitor, you know, how people are feeling about things, all that kind of stuff. So, hopefully, if all things go well, uh, should make for a better game there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it kind of just adds a wrinkle of like, oh, how mm, it's going to be. Because the game itself looks really good, looks really yeah. interesting. It's sort of a, I think people have jokingly referred to it as like NPR the game, mm. as you're sort of a 
a person who's sort of exploring this area on a bike and talking to people and recording information and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and trying to learn as much about the 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 culture and history and all this kind of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's uh, an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, as people would have expected, the the way they capped this off is with a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you know, it's only coming to PS5 and announcing that it'll be out summer 2023. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the trailer looks really good. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's going to be, like, actual, like, kaiju fights between summons, which is kind of neat. I won't lie. Yeah, the summons are a big part of this game. Mm-hmm. as they're kind of making them distinct characters versus just these entities that you mm-hmm. use for attacks every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they occasionally go and fight one another. Almost like mm-hmm. a, a fighting game kind of uh, UI situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that looks pretty interesting. And yeah, the, the combat stuff makes a lot more sense when you realize the combat director uh, worked on Devil May Cry 5. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other stuff like that. Oh, yes. And so it's like, oh, okay. I have, you know, Naoki Yoshida is the, the producer on the game. Has his own flavor for how things go, which is why the story stuff has this very, like, grand sweeping kind of narrative going on mm-hmm. to it. And he's all about big set pieces and story and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense for what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, coming out on PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer of next year. That'd definitely be a a big chance for the series to kind of get back into people's good graces after 15 was kind of a uh, a mixed reaction. It was, uh, that game, honestly, the fact that that game came out as well as it did for all of its problems, is a miracle in and of itself. A Herculean feat, if you will, considering just the hell that that game's development cycle had been. Yeah, and yeah, this will be an interesting game because they're going more for an action RPG thing, Uh, which makes sense for who they have as the combat director. Yep. uh, Ryota Suzuki. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that he's worked on. And yeah, that's... Definitely going to be a, a big chip on their shoulder to show, like, yeah, we can actually do really good action gameplay compared to the way things have been with, you know, Final Fantasy 15 kind of being like, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of a lot of a lot of stuff where, you know, a lot of people just preferred a sort of simpler system there mm-hmm. versus, like, the, the, the fairly complicated system they had there for 15 at times. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that certainly looks like it's going to be an interesting uh, and fun little game. Look forward to seeing some more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, they say they are still, you know, obviously still working on the game, hoping to finish it up for next year. So that'll be fun to see. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be uh, hopefully getting a co stream. Going for uh, the Summer Games Fest mm-hmm. showcase here next uh, on Thursday here, the 9th. 
Mm. Uh, that'll be an earlier showcase. I think it's two o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, eleven a.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the the devolver thing will be uh, a few hours later, so that'll be fun to see. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the Xbox showcase on next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be I think similar time, like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So it'll be. Uh, perfect time before uh, we do the podcast, so that should be in an okay spot. So, yeah, that'll be it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Brandon for joining this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news and reactions to the, the different showcases that have been going on. And, yeah, we'll uh, see you all next time. Mm-hmm. Hope you have a good one. And, uh, yeah, see you later.